This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast. We're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Missy Darden, and our special guest today is operator Rob Harold from Bowie Marketplace FSR in Bowie, Maryland. Rob, how are you doing today? Really great, Missy. Thanks for having me. I really, uh, really am excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And of course, before we dive into today's topic, which is Chick-fil-A delivery, we'd love to hear from you about your background and how you got into Chick-fil-A. Well, thanks. I appreciate you asking that. Um, I've been with Chick-fil-A since 2001. I was a 17-year-old high school student. It was my third job. And there was a new restaurant here in Bowie opening up uh, called Chick-fil-A. It was something I'd never heard of before. So I decided to go and apply because it sounded like a pretty good deal to not have to ever work on a Sunday again. So went put my application in. They hired me on the spot. I went to the dedication dinner that night and the rest is history. I became an operator in 2009. I uh, was at the Chick-fil-A Westfield Montgomery Mall in Bethesda, Maryland um, for about seven years. And then the restaurant I'm at now, Bowie Marketplace, opened in 2016. Just so happens to be in my hometown where I grew up here in Bowie, Maryland. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. So let's start off with the first question. Um, how does Chick-fil-A delivery work at your restaurant? When you ask how does Chick-fil-A delivery work, um, I'll, I'll just tell you a little bit about our delivery, maybe the history behind it. Is that is that kind of what you mean? Yes, that's perfect. Yeah. How does your Chick-fil-A delivery strategy look in your restaurant? Yeah. So we launched Chick-fil-A delivery back in 2019, uh, very near near the end of the year. Um, right before COVID hit. Um, we started off with six drivers and two vehicles I purchased before we launched. Um, we had a countdown and a kickoff week and uh, a, a soft opening. And uh, out of the gate, um, we grew to about 100 deliveries a day within uh, within two weeks of, of doing delivery. Um, as we approached March 2020, uh, we started to grow close to 200 deliveries a day. And then when COVID happened, everything started shutting down. Um, we grew to 300 deliveries a day and then 400 deliveries a day on average um, within a week of each other. And it was just a very rapid acceleration of growth um, with my two vehicles I had. And uh, we had, I believe we had more than six drivers at that, that time, um, but we have grown since we launched to, uh, we have 56 drivers that are dedicated drivers in the business, and we do just shy of two and a half million dollars in sales and delivery annually. So how do you recruit and select Chick-fil-A delivery drivers for your restaurant? Yeah, so, um, I wish I could tell you that we had just a magic strategy that worked here for us on delivery drivers, but what I will tell you that um, I think could be beneficial for other operators and, and restaurant leaders to hear is our best drivers have come from our best um, drivers. <laughs> so the drivers that we have go and find their friends and say, hey, this is a really good gig. You get to drive around and drop off orders and deliver orders to guests and you get to listen to podcasts or music while you're driving the car around and you know you get to make tips and I really think you should come and do this. And so we end up hiring a lot of the people who are friends with the drivers that we already have, family members, 
We have fathers and sons that drive for us. We have mothers and daughters that drive for us. We have brothers and sisters that drive for us. Um, and it's uh, it's really been, um, it, it would probably, I would say it's our strongest, uh, it's our strongest team demographic is our, uh, our delivery team. That's great. Moms so, and daughters, I would love to be a delivery driver alongside <laughs> my mom. That would be great. <laughs> it, it is a lot of fun and you get to know a lot of family dynamic there. Um, so it, it's it's been great so far. We haven't had any drama, so that's also been nice. Um, I, I'll tell you that the biggest recruiting feature that we have is the cars that we own. Um, and we just happen to own all 16 cars. I know that there's a leasing program out there that operators choose to go into. And so whether you own them or lease them, that is a big draw because what ends up happening for drivers who don't own to, who don't get to drive company cars. And, and we did this because remember we started with two, we slowly grew. We added a car every month or two until we got to 16 and, um, you know, drivers that drive their own cars, they don't necessarily invest the mileage money they're getting or the tips they're getting into their own car. So they're putting wear and tear on their car that they're not fixing. And at some point they end up leaving because their car is getting too much, too beat up. And uh, they don't want, you know, they don't have to invest in that. So owning the cars has been the biggest recruiting feature that we have within my delivery business. Thanks for sharing that. And, and Rob, I know that in conversations you and I have had, you are very passionate about your restaurant culture, like many operators. So I'm curious of how you've integrated these delivery drivers into your restaurant culture. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I'll tell you that we use the same interview process for every person that comes through my team, whether it's a driver or a team member or a, a, someone who works in the kitchen. Um, you know, we're looking for values. We're looking for, do they have the core values that we have, the culture values that we have? Um, and we select them if they have those core values um, that we have identified that we want to be a part of our culture. Um, when we bring them in, they go through orientation just like every other team member. Um, and they're given some role clarity as to what, you know, what value are they supposed to add as part of the team? Um, but they are just dedicated drivers. They're not integrated in. They're not, you know, doing drive-through sometimes and kitchen sometimes. There, there are things that we do have them do during off-peak times or during down times. Um, you know, they have side work that they're supposed to do. They're supposed to clean their cars at the end of their shift and fill it up with gas, etc. Um, but, but they are their own independent team. And I think that one of the things that we found with the specific team that we happen to have is the level of maturity that we have because you know the average wage rate is so high for a driver because they're making you know maryland state prince george's county minimum wage plus they're getting uh you know between four and six dollars an hour in tips so they're making more than um they're making more than they would make at a different type of job or a different type of restaurant um, and so we can attract a higher caliber team member and, you know, we set expectations and they follow through on those. And I, I think, you know, the culture that existed in your, in, in our restaurant before we launched delivery is what carried over and became the culture that is what we have today. Um, I would say that, you know, I would never expect the had delivery to have fixed my culture and i think anyone who's looking to launch delivery looking to ha that has delivery that's looking for it to be the thing that saves them 
I, I don't think that that's necessarily uh, the way I would look at it um, because a, a tough culture, you know, only gets worse without intentionality. So, you know, there had to be some intentionality before that. We had that and it just kind of continued to grow as we launched, um, you know, and, and it, it, it doesn't hurt that we, you know, we have been so successful with the sales and the growth. And so I think that has to be a part of the culture is really, you know, going after those sales and increasing uh, the guest uh, excitement in the community about ordering delivery. Thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. I'll, I'll, add, I'll add this, Missy, um, because I think mm -hmm. everything rises and falls on leadership. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that I just had amazing leadership around the launching and the growth of the delivery uh, part of our business. Um, Sherry and Steven, I'm sure they'll probably listen to this podcast. And if, you know, if you've come and visit my restaurant at some point, you've met them. They're the ones that helped build the business. They, they helped set it up and they helped it grow to where it is today. Um, and they've kind of imparted their wisdom and knowledge into the leaders that we have uh, that are involved in um, in the delivery side of things now. So leadership is everything when it comes to culture. You must be reading my mind because that was my next question. Oh, no. <laughs> I to ask you. Good. <laughs> um, to ask you about leadership, what leadership looks like around your delivery operations. So um, just would love to dig into that, what you just said about, I know it's not, Sherry and Steven helped get it off the ground, but what does your structure look like now as far as leadership is concerned? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so um, we the way we structure our leadership, um, you know, we have department leads that are responsible for leading each department of the restaurant. The three departments that we have are delivery, drive-through, and back of house. Um, we kind of put front of house in with the, the delivery team. I'm sorry, in with the drive-through team. Um, and uh, we have an AM senior team lead and a PM senior team lead. They basically run the shifts and then you have team leads under that. So uh, the, the the leads that the delivery leads that are in the delivery department, the leaders, um, they will assist any other area of the business that needs to be assisted. But their focus, where their energy is supposed to go towards is making sure that the dispatcher is, you know, set up for success to make sure that the bagging uh, team is handling all the orders that are, you know, needing to be handled, making sure that drivers that might be having difficulty finding customers or drivers that might have had mechanical issues or app issues, um, those are all being dealt with. Um, you know, that's kind of what the leaders focus on. Typically, the leader will be in the dispatcher role. Um, usually, they won't be a driver on the road um, or they will be in a bagging in a bagging role where they are uh, kind of uh, orchestrating, you know, how quickly the drivers are, are getting the food and the drinks and, you know, organizing all of that before they head out the door. So that would be where the leader would be positioned um, on a regular basis. What are some challenges you faced with your delivery strategy and how have you overcome them? Yeah, um, I, I would say that the, the first strategy or sorry the first challenge we really faced was the scale how how quickly we grew um we weren't anticipating growing at the rate that we did um again we launched with two cars and 16 members and um our dispatch center was in the kitchen it was on a stainless steel table that we bought and uh we we had 
the bagger would bag the food and then bring it back in the kitchen. They would put it in a delivery bag and then the driver would grab it and, and run it out the door. Um, and we did that for a couple months. And as we continued to grow, we knew we needed more drivers. We would, we, you know, worked very quickly on, on getting drivers. And, you know, that's kind of where the, the, the internal recruiting would happen because our drivers were just telling their family and friends, Hey, you know, we need some drivers. Can you help us? Um, we relocated the, the, the dispatch station out front so that we could have better visibility. And so we weren't, you know, drivers weren't having to walk as many steps back into the kitchen and then outside. Um, and then eventually uh, Chick-fil-A facilities came in and we we designed a, a, a drive, what we call our delivery cockpit or our mobile cockpit. Um, and we have a designated area of our restaurant where all deliveries and all mobile orders go through one specific area of our restaurant. Um, and it just kind of flows seamlessly through. Um, but, you know, the, it was very challenging growing to 400 deliveries a day with not enough cars for every driver. So drivers were having to, you know, you know drive their own cars and you had to, um, you know, make sure that um, uh, that we had enough drivers because, you know, we we at, at one point, we like I said, we grew from 300 to 400 deliveries almost almost over the course of a week um and you know making sure that the drivers that we had were well equipped to deliver the food in a in a very fresh and and safe way to the guest um but as we continued to scale and as we continued to grow um that challenge uh, is something that the leadership team again everything rises and falls on leadership the leaders you know recognized that they saw that 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 was something that we were going to need to deal with. And so they jumped right on uh, recruiting drivers and shifting the dispatch center around to where it was and where it ended up landing today. Um, and uh, we kind of met that challenge and, and it, uh, it, 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 I'd say it, it didn't go away because it just morphed into something different. I'd say the, the, the most challenging thing I think we're dealing with, uh, with now um, would probably be, um this just the 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 slowdown if you will you know because um we're not doing 400 deliveries a day now we're not even doing 300 deliveries a day on on some if not most days um you know inflation's crazy people are cutting back on what they're spending um you know we we've had uh competition uh you know other other delivery brands are you know looking to try to get a slice of the pie so um you know, we we've had to cut back and it's really being strategic of, as to how we cut back and to make sure we're still um, focused on um, being growth minded um, so that we can continue to grow once uh, once the season changes and uh, spending is a little easier for the customer base uh, that we can continue to grow delivery again. So I think that's probably the challenge now is just dealing with the slowdown. How do we do that? in a way that honors the team member, that honors the the the, the FCR, um, and uh, and still continues to have a growth mindset. I'll add this, Missy, this is something I think that operators and team leaders would benefit from hearing. Um, you know, delivery, whether you just launched it or whether you launched it a couple years ago, if it's not where you want it to be sales-wise, um, it is not something that grows without significant investment. Um, it is, um, by definition, one of the more entrepreneurial things that any restaurant can do, 
um, because you are having to go out and get your own equipment. You are having to go out and bring in a completely uh, independent team that focuses just on this sales channel. Um, you're finding a different customer. You know, 100% of my customers are mobile customers. That's not true for any other sales channel that we have. Um, you know, because guests can can if they're at the restaurant, they can either come in and order at the register, or they can go through drive-through. They don't have to order curbside, but for delivery, you have to uh, you have to order using your app. So um, it's a very entrepreneurial venture, and entrepreneurial ventures cost money. They cost investment. In fact, one of the things one of my leaders told me that I've repeated many times since. He told me scared money doesn't make money. Uh, and 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 uh, the way I translate that is if you want to grow and you want to, you know, earn sales growth through delivery, you have to be willing to invest. And so an operator or team member might ask, OK, so where do I invest? Where do I put the money? Um, well, the first thing you would think about is is marketing. Right. But the best way you can market delivery is by making sure that guests get their food quickly and it's fresh when it gets there every time and that that trust that you build with that guest they'll order again if it's a if it's a uh, an a um an ordering experience that you know that's remarkable for them uh, they're more likely to order again and tell their friends all about it um you know then you've got you know the types of vehicles you have we didn't go out and buy a fleet i think that's something that i've heard uh around Different folks have told me things that they've invested in. I wouldn't invest in a fleet first. That's not where I would put my money. I would put my money on making sure you have additional staff so that you know your guests aren't waiting 40 to 60 minutes for orders. Um, you want that guest to open their app and see 18 to 25 minutes order time, and then you want them to get it in 18 to 25 minutes. Because if 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 they open that app and see it's 60, they're going to close their app and they're going to order DoorDash or from somewhere else. Um, and they're less likely to open it again and, and see if it's any better. You know, first impressions are everything. So I'd say investing and investing in the right things. Um, and by right things, I don't mean equipment or cars. I mean the people to make the operation happen in a remarkable way. That, that, that's that's kind of what I would say when it comes to overcoming challenges and, and growth and all of that. Thank you for sharing that, Rob. Yeah. And that really kind of answers my last question, but curious if you have any other advice or just thoughts for operators and restaurant leaders who are looking to start and or adjust their Chick-fil-A delivery strategy. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, Missy, this is, this is a really tough season for Chick-fil-A delivery. Um, I have been not, not from the very beginning. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've been, I kind of was a year, I think it was a year before I joined that it had started, um, but I was uh, among the first operators to do it. Um, and, you know, we saw a lot of early success and there was a lot to celebrate and we were breaking records and it was great. And there was a credit involved and, um, you know, that stuff's gone now. And uh, it, you know, we're, we'll have days where we might not even hit 200 orders and it's, it's struggling right now. Um, but, I think every business and every startup goes through that sort of thing. And so um, I would just say to operators that have not yet started delivery to consider the reason why they want to launch delivery. Um, I don't think that there should be any pressure coming from anywhere above uh, to say that operators should be thinking about doing this to maximize their opportunity. That's not the right reason to do delivery. 
um, you should do delivery because you really want to, because it excites you, because it, it's hard, because it's expensive. Personally, as an operator, you know, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars personally to invest in a fleet of 16 vehicles. Um, and it's not something that we sh that we take lightly in doing that. Um, but there's there's a lot of upside to that. Um, but just really know your reason, know your why, uh, if you're thinking about launching. If you launched and you're doing it, and it's tough right now. Uh, team members to hear me say, it is tough, and I'm I'm with you. Um, and it may be the right thing for an operator to consider uh, turning it off. It, that might be it. Uh, maybe you know, maybe it wasn't. You know, startups don't always they don't always succeed. And this is a startup venture. So, um, but I would say before shutting it off, reach out to an operator that does delivery. Reach out to an operator that does delivery well, and kind of pick their brain. I I've talked to hundreds of operators. Um, you know, whether it's through text or email or, you know, I've had dozens of operators come in to visit me this year and, and spend time with my team. Um, and I'd, I'd love to speak to anybody that might be thinking about either launching or, you know, decommissioning their delivery business, because I, I think that there might be things to try that maybe someone hadn't thought of that either me or one of my friends has tried um, that really changed the game. So that would be my only advice is, you know, don't take it lightly. If you're launching or leaving, make sure that you uh, reach out and ask for help. And uh, I, I know a bunch of my friends who also do delivery who who are more than willing to be supportive. You know, we're in this together. And um, I think the only way that delivery has a chance to be successful in the future is if we go forward together as a brand and we do it. Um, and I just I want to make sure I, I say that and, and that and that people hear me say um that you know, I'm here to help if I can, and uh, if I can't, I've got people I know that might be willing to help as well. And of course, there's always Leadwell, Missy, right? You've got you've got some resources there. Um, you've got a ton of great operator resources and team member resources there too. Um, shameless plug, right? But uh, that just something else there for you. So, well, thank you thank for you. that that shameless plug. <laughs> I know I'm biased and think that Leadwell is a wealth of knowledge from some really incredible operators and third-party experts and i couldn't agree more with you rob i think yeah. that magic happens when operators come together and learn from each other so yep. better together amen that's right well thank you for everything that you shared with us today rob um and that will do it for today's episode if you're looking to find develop and launch top talent leadwell is a resource with articles videos podcasts and other chick-fil-a operator and third-party curated content if you have questions or want to hear about a specific topic on the podcast, let us know at leadwell at chickfilla.com. I'm Missy Darden, and thank you for listening in to the Leadwell Podcast. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas, and tools from franchised operators and third party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses.